From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and patriots of all ages. Welcome to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary, even in 2023. I am Jerry Brooks, your baby-faced assassin of freedom, host tour guide through the severely wackadoodle 2023 world of Joe Biden's America, and much, much more. Well, my friends, as we started our second year just last week, uh, I, I tell you, it was kind of funny talking with some friends over the weekend, and they had asked, you know, how the anniversary week last week uh, was, and I said, <laughs> it was really funny. I really didn't have to work at it. I, I didn't have to work at finding stories to talk about. They were just simply right there. All I had to do was say something. Uh, from the speaker's race, which four days and 15 rounds. My gosh, you want to talk about a title fight? My goodness. Yep, after the 15th round of voting, yes, Kevin McCarthy is now officially the Speaker of the House. A lot of the uh, negotiations that were going on behind the scenes uh, was done by the de facto uh, <laughs> Speaker of the House, which happens to be none other than Donald J. Trump. And even McCarthy uh, thanked President Trump for his help, you know, to get the 20 members of the Freedom Caucus to kind of come uh, his way and vote for McCarthy, but it didn't come without an awful lot, and I do mean an awful lot of <laughs> concessions, negotiations, heck, even almost an, a fist fight on the floor of the House uh, between uh, Matt Gates and uh, Mike Rogers, um, I mean, Rogers had to be restrained uh, from going after Gates. But with all of that and all the, you know, it's not chaos, people. It wasn't. And for the seriously messed up uh, uniparty uh, weenies who were like, well, they were legislative terrorists and, it's like, and all the other stupid ass name calling. Pardon my French on that one, but that just was really asinine. And and the same goes to Newt Gingrich and all the others on Fox who thought they were just all that in a bag of chips. And frankly, I've lost a lot of respect for uh, many of many of these folks. I mean, Brian Kilmeade. I'm like, man, what a freaking knucklehead. But that is all said and done. Late Friday night, the deal was done. McCarthy became speaker. Everybody got uh, sworn in. And so now all the new members of Congress are back at it and going to work. Now, before getting into some of the news of the day, you can always uh, get a hold of me uh, in black and right at gmail.com. Uh, you can also go to our website. Uh, in blackandright.net, and just to let you know that today, January 9th, 
3 p.m. Eastern will be the premiere of my daily live stream on our Locals page. Just, you can go to in black and write, all one word, spelled together, dot locals.com, become a member, and join our coalition, and you'll get to uh, see, as well as hear me present news and other information that you don't get from the mainstream media. That is for dang sure. So I'm looking forward to doing that. I know it's going to take a while because we're trying to build our presence uh, on locals and, uh, and as well as our other social media platforms. So we've had a good time with that. Um, so this year we're just going to be doing a lot more video work. We're going to be doing uh, interviews that are going to and other special events that are going to be on our Rumble page. Uh, we're going to be, in fact, got a couple of interviews that I fully expect will be going up today. Uh, so folks can look at that. So yeah, we're, we're looking forward to having some fun. We're also doing our fundraiser uh, for CPAC 2023, which will be back in D.C. for the first time since COVID hit. Uh, that will be the first week of March, and I'm hoping to take the show on the road again this year to CPAC because we had ourselves a blast uh, last year when, well, we had the pleasure of and the honor, really, to go to Orlando for CPAC Florida and surprisingly even got to go to Dallas for CPAC Texas. That was a fun one, too. So, Hopefully we can uh, do that again this year uh, back at the home of CPAC where, a where it all began. So let's get on with it, my friends. So yes, we have uh, McCarthy is now officially speaker. And the deal he had to make, or the deals and the concessions he had to make, were just nothing short of... <laughs> I mean, Herculean. I mean, it's it's not going to be then like the days of Nancy Pelosi, who was an iron fist in a sandpaper glove. She ruled with an iron fist and didn't allow a lot of things to happen. But now with McCarthy, who is now the speaker with a slim majority, mind you, just like Nancy Pelosi had in the last Congress, He's got to do, uh, I mean, it was like essentially herding cats, folks. But because of these uh, concessions that were made, uh, let's see, McCarthy essentially now is creating special select committees and investigative panels to, uh, and the beautiful part is, yes, these are going to be subcommittees. Uh, I believe subcommittees of uh, the Judiciary Committee, which is going to be chaired by Jim Jordan and could easily be, even though not officially named, it could be the chair of these subcommittees that are going to be uh, investigating things like uh, COVID and all the goof-ups that were done there. And I'm sure we'll get into the great Dr. Fauci, the lord of all times. Uh, but also, most importantly, a ch Frank Church-style commission to go after and investigate 
the weaponization of the FBI and the Department of Injustice. And believe you me, that is going to be an absolute blast. Especially if you get Jim Jordan on the case. Ooh, baby. That one's going to be hotter than a habanero pepper. That is for sure. So, yeah, it's going to be fun uh, doing that. <clears throat> Excuse me, my friends. But, yeah, it's crazy. So, yes, this is going to be fun. But, also, I mean, I keep thinking that the, the, the experiment in democracy, yes, it wasn't chaos. Don't use that term. But chaos is yet to come. What we saw with the speaker vote was good old-fashioned American democracy. Yes, democracy for our representative republic. So yeah, you had debate. Yeah, it got heated. Yeah, the long knives came out. But can you imagine what it was like back in 1787 for the Constitutional Convention? This wasn't a speaker's race. This was to create our foundational document for our constitutional republic. Now, you want to talk about chaos? Boy, there was quite a bit of chaos if you actually do a little bit of reading of history. It wasn't all nice and, you know, everybody agreed on everything. Oh, no, some of it just got downright ugly at the Constitutional Convention, what happened last week for the Speaker's race was nothing compared, if you actually study some history, and if some of these yahoos would actually do the same, it wasn't nearly as bad as everybody thought. So, now it's done. Now, what's going to be coming down the pipe? If you thought the Speaker's vote was bad, Wait till the springtime when you're now having to deal with the debt ceiling. Oh yeah, baby. The vote on the debt ceiling and the spending, the, the omnibus or the ominous bill, that monstrosity, which is just nothing short of an epic mess. And... I mean, yeah, okay. what do you really feel, Jerry? Well, yeah, it is, a, it is a huge mess because down the road, the debt ceiling in the spring is going to set up a real knockdown drag out come September when the fiscal year uh, for the government ends and starts on October 1st. Now, granted, yes, the collaborators in the Senate, the rhino traders like McConnell, Tom Cotton, and others, yeah, you helped make this mess possible. And frankly, if the bills that are coming out of the House and Schmucky Chucky or Mitch the son of a <coughs> McConnell doesn't like it, well, fine. You can be the obstructionist. You can continue to betray the conservative grassroots that put a lot of your sorry butts in your Senate seats. Yeah, keep going. I love it. You know, let that come back and bite you. And 
the Do Nothing Senate of of Mucky Chucky and Mitch McConnell. Oh yeah, that'd be real fun. Especially hello, twenty twenty four. There's gonna be a third of the Senate up for reelection, mm, including some Republicans. You might want to think that through before you want to play. Oh, nothing coming from the House is going to get on the Senate floor. No, 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 no. And states like Texas, John Cornyn, I believe, is going to be up for re-election. Yeah, I'm I'm not 100% sure, but if he is, you might want to rethink it. Because this man has basically done nothing but screw you over, Lone Star State. So, yeah, you might want to rethink some of that. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be a big problem uh, coming up. And plus, you know, with, uh, at, in September, with the new budget and appropriations, trying to get back to regular order where you had 12 separate appropriations bills that were voted on, the way it's been done for decades, but... But now it's like it's all about continuing resolutions, no actual budgets, uh, and now that will give the House, which is where a lot of appro- where all of appropriation bills start, to use the power of the purse to try and get back to some sense of fiscal sanity. Now, of course, there are, the uniparty types are going to fight this especially when it comes to defense spending and what we're going to continue to be giving to Ukraine. Because remember, Mitch McConnell, out of his own mouth, said that the number one priority for Senate Republicans is Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Sure, Mitch. Yeah, let's see how that goes over when you've got an economy that's a freaking train wreck. We are facing right in our faces, my friends. It's right there. We've got a major league economic train wreck that could happen. We've got a sovereign debt crisis in this country. Not just us, but Japan, Italy, and other industrialized nations. And yet, we're still going to be living in this fantasy world of the swamp and the bubble, and to heck with all of the millions upon millions of working class Americans who are going to try to survive because, and especially for some of the woke folks, and and I'm talking woke Christians especially, your boy Biden, two years and nothing. Nothing. You know, it's like, I hope you're okay. I hope you've actually had a good dose of reality punch you square in the face because this is what you have helped make happen. And certainly one of the big issues is the border. Yes, the border. And man, oh man, have we got, I mean, some of the biggest stories right now. I mean, Biden was supposed to be going down to the border first time in two years. But at the last minute, he chickened out. He totally chickened out when he went to El Paso. I mean, heck, I'm just looking at the story right now from Just the News. 
Biden skips border, meeting with local residents and media in El Paso. Yeah, it was a nice little, oh, yay, you know, everything's fine. Everything's fine. You know, the border is secure. And, and the fact that they're still trying to push that narrative is just amazing to me. Because they truly seem to believe that you, the American people, are nothing short of morons. <laughs> that, oh yeah, you we can fool you. I mean, only the really, really low information voters are going to buy that crap. Or if you're an open borders advocate, yeah, mm-hmm, sure. I mean, this is exactly why reality is for people who can't handle drugs. <laughs> that is for certain. Yeah, my friends, you, let's, let's show some reality, okay? Right now, the city of El Paso, downtown El Paso, is nothing more than a homeless camp. One big homeless encampment that all the de Democrats were trying to get all cleaned up and all nice and yeah, and they couldn't. I don't even think they could do that because it was such a it was such a mess that they could not even begin to make it look like oh everything's fine and and all he did was just go and meet with Democrats and talk about this like as if you know. It doesn't exist. Well, the problem does exist. It's existed for quite a while. Don't even, he didn't even go to the actual border, didn't even talk to local residents whose city has been turned into nothing short of a mess and a train wreck, and didn't even say anything to the media, you know, the, the supposedly friendly media who in <laughs> incestuous relationship with the Democrat Party has always been known from people by people who actually have a brain. But the only person it seems who was willing to talk and answer questions from the media was Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Wow. You know, and, and he didn't really talk to um, Biden. Uh, Governor Abbott. I mean, yeah, it was a very short conversation. Yeah, you had all the window dressing. You know, you had all these Border Patrol agents, you know, smiles and shaking hands and making it look like everything was okay, and it's not. So, yeah, this is just kind of... <laughs> wow. You know, just... It was nothing short of kabuki political theater. No real substance. It's all style, no substance. You know, to put forth the optics. Ugh, optics, schmoptics. Anybody with half a brain knows the border's a mess, El Paso's a mess, the local residents are probably living in some sort of fear. The mayor of El Paso, uh, a, a Democrat, or I'm sorry, Democrat, you know, essentially... Yeah, it turned the city into a homeless camp. One huge homeless camp trying to find, you know, empty buildings that weren't being used on all this other stuff. It's just, ugh. 
I mean, and nobody has really talked to the local residents. How are they feeling about their city being turned into nothing more than, well, a clown car train wreck? And it's being, you know, and there's nothing. Nothing's being really done. I mean, there's trash in the streets. There are tents everywhere. Unsanitary conditions. Also, it's pretty dang cold there uh, in El Paso. I mean, it's not always sunny in Texas. You can get real cold real fast, especially during the holidays. Christmas, New Year's. Yeah, it, it was horrible. And yet, all Biden did was just kind of show up, hi, I'm here, I address the problem, blah, 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 we're doing all this, blah, blah, blah. But I'll tell you, here's the real deal when it comes to the mess. And this, I mean, they, Admiral John Kirby, retired Admiral, who happens to be the communications guy for the National Security Council, he said it, he basically told the truth, and I'm, it was by accident. Uh, you know, and here's the quote that just absolutely got missed by the mainstream media, but not by everybody. Uh, this is a story from Breitbart News. During a press conference, Admiral Kirby had said, uh, and I quote this, you can't forget that we do as a nation of immigrants have an obligation to provide better tools and pathways for them to come in. And some people were a little, I'm so glad somebody caught this. We, according to uh, John Kirby, the communications uh, representative for uh, the National Security Council, we, as Americans, I mean, there's actually two things that are wrong with Kirby's statement. First of all, we are not a nation of immigrants. Some are immigrants, but not. we're not a nation of immigrants. No, no, no. This may be back in the early 20th century or the late 19th century. That might have been the case, but not now. We are American citizens with laws, with borders, with sovereignty. That's us. And we have no obligation. None. We are the only civilized nation in the world that allows illegals to come into our borders. It doesn't happen in Europe doesn't happen in Latin America, doesn't happen in South America. No, 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 no. It's only us. And to say that we have an obligation, we are not obliged to become the welfare center of the world. We are not. We have no obligation to let all kinds of people in here who we can't vet we can't identify, uh, we have to find a way to track them, and we're just going to hand out asylum, quote unquote, like candy. When most of the, the vast majority, the vast majority, I don't, not 
but I would say at least 95, maybe to 98% of these people who are coming into this country illegally are economic migrants. Look what we do for them when they come. We give them cell phones. We give them all kinds of, uh, we give them whatever they need, education, uh, housing, medical care. And yet they're shipping them everywhere. They're shipping them everywhere where every state is a border state. And these illegals are coming in, taking away vital resources from actual American citizens because we have an obligation. B.S. No, no, no. That is pure unadulterated bull. I mean, look what it's doing. I mean, yeah, we let them in. We let the fentanyl in. We let the human traffickers in. We let these kids who are being trafficked for sex slavery in. Oh, yeah, we have an obligation for that? Yeesh. I mean, how sick and twisted are these people? I mean, well, actually, I, I really don't want the answer to that because it would probably really scare me. But, yeah. I mean, for a White House-level spokesman to come out and say, we have an obligation to the American people? We don't have an obligation. Our obligation is to get rid of these people in 2024, impeach some of them, kick some of them out at the next ballot, especially when Joe Biden and then, of course, his henchman, the cackler, Kamala Harris, and okay, and we might as well go down the list, you know, F, the fascist Bureau of Intimidation head, uh, Christopher Ray, the Attorney General of the Department of Injustice, you might Merrick Garland, Mayorkas or Mayuckas uh, at DHS. I mean, we got a lot of cleaning up to do, but because we have a corrupt government, a corrupt administrative state, and an even more intellectually dishonest media, well, you can't say that. B.S. Stop me if you think you can. Because if we're just going to have to simply just get real, get tough. Tell these people exactly where to get off. Because with their elitist attitudes, eh, forget about it. Now, here we go again and along the very same line. Now, the state of Florida is actually suing the Biden administration in court and the trial actually starts today in Pensacola. You have Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody filing on behalf of the state of Florida saying that Biden's policies are essentially, uh, they're, they're unconstitutional and they're putting an unnecessary burden on states like Florida. So, um, just a little bit of the lawsuit brought by Attorney General Moody. The Biden administration is, and this is a quote from the lawsuit, the Biden administration is releasing tens of thousands of, of migrants at the border every month. Many of these migrants are arriving or will arrive in Florida, harming the state's quasi-sovereign interests and forcing it to incur millions of dollars in expenses. And that is absolutely true. And it's not just the state of Florida, but any state 
that have these people either bust in, flown in, whatever means of transportation. It's going to cost, I mean, you've even had New York and the bald black buffoon of a mayor, Eric Adams, begging and screaming for um, emergency funds of, for a, of a billion dollars to help what's going on in New York. I said, come on, New York City? I mean, you guys are one of the sanctuary city capitals of the country. Throw in LA, San Francisco, Portland, Oregon, Seattle, I mean, everywhere. Chicago? Yeah, now all of a sudden you got all these people coming in like a, like a tidal wave, and all of a sudden you can't even handle. I mean, even the mayor of Denver freaked out, and there weren't even any migrants coming to uh, the Mile High City. And yet he's screaming, you know, the mayor of Denver's screaming for more money. More money, federal money. I said, uh uh, no, don't do that. It's like you wanted them so bad, use your own state's money. Talk to your governors. You know, if you have a blue governor, you should have no problem. But if you have a red state governor, oh yeah, you've got problems. Yeah, and especially a place like Florida, we're doing pretty okay. I mean, the our our revenue projections are above. Uh, we're taking in more money, uh, even more than projected revenues uh, from the state's uh, financial uh, officer. So yeah, I mean we're we're doing pretty okay here in Florida. We still are the second most traveled to state according to U-Haul. Uh, Texas is number one. But yeah, there's a lot of folks coming to Florida. And even folks in southern Florida, south Florida, are moving up north. Because it's getting crazy. It's been crazy down there. Uh, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, uh, the, the Florida Keys. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. So, yeah, we're doing pretty okay. I mean, yes, Florida does have its own problems. I mean, yeah, we are popular. We are definitely kind of the, uh, the big state uh, for freedom. But, yeah, we still have problems of our own. But this suit being filed by Attorney General Moody against the Biden administration or regime, whatever you want to call it, I mean, this is important because Florida has its own uh, interests. We're not, I mean, even though we're doing well economically, uh, we don't have nearly the amount of unemployment uh, that's going on in a lot of other parts of the country. But hey, we're still an American state. We still have our, our own borders. And yes, we are allowed to protect ourselves uh, from an invasion. Now, I'm really surprised that Governor DeSantis uh, hasn't used his uh, authority as the duly elected governor of Florida to help protect the state. I mean, Florida's getting invaded, just like Texas, just like Arizona, New Mexico, and California. Even though we're not officially a border state technically, but hey, they're still dropping off these folks under cover of darkness. Uh, there have been plenty of flights that have flown into Jacksonville 
under cover of darkness, you know, and they're just like, you know, they're putting on these people and they're dropping them off all over North Florida. Even the community where I live. This is just messed up, people. Absolutely messed up. So, yes, thank you. Thank you, Ashley Moody. So, we got, we, we're definitely going to have some problems here. But, you know, it's okay. We're going to fight. And so long as Kevin McCarthy remembers, uh, dude, you got a lot of stuff to go through. You got a lot of promises to keep. And if you want to keep not only your commitments to America, but to keep your seat as speaker, you need to get to you need to get to work and let's go. Now, you've got some good things going on to begin with, but still, we've got the rules package that has to be um, voted on here pretty soon. And apparently now you've even got some of the Uniparty and the Rhinos who are um, talking about opposition to it. It's like uh-uh-uh, you better not blow it, Uniparty, because all the Democrats can only get 212 votes, period, 212 votes. That's the, that's the max. The only way they get more is if they have some of these whiny little, these whiny little kids who are rhinos, are, well, I don't like this, and I don't like that. It's like, well, deal with it. The rules package was negotiated in good faith. If you want to give the Democrats a win, you're not going to help yourselves. You're not going to help your party and the Republican conference just because you have a problem. And, and believe me, folks, there are still bad feelings. There still are uh, over last week. There, there are. And even though the long knives aren't really out right now, but they are keeping them real close. Just to, uh, just in case they want to start another little skirmish again. But, oh well, what can you do, folks? We got a lot going on here beginning the second week of the new year and for the new Congress. So there's going to be a lot going on. And this, the speaker's vote was nothing compared to what's to come. That's all I can really tell you for right now. But I'm just going to call it a day uh, here on the first Monday of 2023 when we're back on the air. So we've got a lot going on. So. Get ready, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern on our Locals page. I'll be doing in Black and White live stream. That's going to be a lot of fun. And also, of course, you know, if you want to stick with the audio version of the program, hey, we're on all platforms. You can definitely find us. It's really not that hard. So tell your friends, subscribe, download. Hey, it's going to be a ton of fun. So take care for now, everybody. God bless. Have yourself a great Monday. And remember, as always, Patriots still come in all colors.